Welcome to Moments in Truth. I am your host, G.T. Stikes. The purpose of Moments in Truth is to give you a few minutes of encouragement by providing simple truths from God's Word identified and explained from a biblical worldview. Now today we are continuing our study of the one another passages in Scripture. Now last time I gave you a fairly hefty passage, and today I'm going to keep it light with just one verse, and that verse is in Ephesians chapter 4. So if you have your Bible, you can open it up with me real quick. This is a great verse to meditate on and to memorize. It's small, but you know what, I I'm, I'm meditated on this verse Years ago when I was a child, I think it was put to a tune that I memorized, and it's a great verse to remember. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32, which says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Now remember, the one another passages in Scripture are highlighting the relationship between gospel believers. Now, that's both inside the church building and outside of the church. So let's take a few minutes and break this verse down. Now, this verse ends a passage of Scripture, and notice that it begins with the word and. Now, that means that there is something right before it that is important for us to make note of. So to understand the context better, let's go back to verse 31. So verse 31 says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. All right, so we'll begin with our study right here. Now, verse 31 is about us individually that we need to make within ourselves personally these changes. So first, let all bitterness. Well, what is bitterness? Now, the dictionary defines bitterness as anger and disappointment at being treated unfairly. It's resentment. But how does the Bible define it? Well, if we go back to the original language, we have the word pekria, which means a couple of things. It means extreme wickedness, and it also means a bitter root that produces a bitter fruit. Now, bitterness is a buildup of resentment that continues to fester. You know, some scholars define it as a smoldering resentment where the fires never die out. You know, bitterness prevents one from forgiving, and they will hold on to hurts and keep on hurting. Now, regardless of what anyone else says or does, bitterness is not healthy in the Christian life. It's something that we need to get rid of right away. All right, so verse 31 says, let all bitterness wrath. Okay, so what is wrath? Wrath is, it's kind of violent passions, I think is what it would be defined of. Violent passions and bursts of rage. Now, the word used in the Greek for wrath describes it as a boiling over of anger. So we have bitterness, wrath, and anger. Now, anger is a strong hostility towards something or someone, okay? So far, this list is not very positive, okay? Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor. Now, your version might say brawling or shouting, but clamor here from the Greek means a loud crying. 
even in a confused kind of nature. Now, the idea here is that this is a, a protest. This is screaming and this is demanding. So let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking. Now we get a good picture of evil speaking here from the Greek because it is where we get the word blasphemy from. Now evil speaking means to bring injury by our speech, to slander someone's good name, and to bring reproach through speech against divine majesty. Now in this case, It isn't just evil speaking toward God, but to our brothers and sisters in Christ. This is very insulting and abusive language. All right, again, verse 31, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Now, This means including malice, and malice is basically wishing evil on others and the desire to cause trouble. Now, notice this one phrase near the end, be put away from you. In other words, get rid of it. Now, that means that what is being suggested is that we have the choice to get rid of bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking, and malice on our own. No one is forcing us to be these things or think this way. It is our choice. We choose to be bitter. We choose to have wrath. We choose to be angry. We choose to be clamorous. We choose to speak evil and we choose to have malice. Now, there may be people or circumstances or even situations in life that help to create these things, but all of these responses are based on how I choose to approach these life events. And here, God is instructing us to not have these things in our lives, but instead be rid of them. Get rid of them. Now, That we have the context for verse 31, let's jump into verse 32. And here in verse 32, we enter into how we need to consider and treat someone else. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So instead of thinking or behaving in the manner of verse 31, we need to be kind to one another. And, and I see verse 31 as, as God giving us those opportunities and saying, listen, you need to get rid of all this stuff first. And once you're able to get this out of your life, it's going to be so much easier to forgive here in verse 32. It's a, a great uh, turnaround of understanding. Get rid of the bad and bring in the good. Now, let's break down verse 32. So first we have kindness. Now, kindness by the dictionary definition means the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Now, when we look at the Greek definition of the word, we have good, pleasant, benevolent, and virtuous. But we get another definition as well. Fit for use or useful. Now, think about that for just a moment. God wants us to be kind. We need to be kind in order to be useful to him. Now, that is a real parallel to the distinctions of verse 31. Well, next is tenderhearted. Well, tenderhearted is full of sympathy for others. It is a compassionate interest, not just for others, but in others, and a willingness to bear 
another's burdens. Think about that for a minute for a tenderness, a willingness to bear another's burdens. And even in prayer, you know, going to someone else and saying, hey, listen, let me take some of those prayer requests on me that you're dealing with right now. And let me hold on to these burdens for you. And it's not that we're we're holding these burdens necessarily for our other brothers and sisters in Christ, but it's more or less that we're joining in with them and bearing those burdens with them. And I think that gives us a really good picture, too, as to what God's intention for us is to be with our brothers and sisters in Christ. What Jesus's design was for the church was not just say, hey, I'll pray for you, and you're keeping them at an arm's distance, but that our prayers and our concern for them is literally pulling in and helping them hold on to their burdens. All right, the next point we have in verse 32 is forgiving one another. Now, forgiveness is a readiness to pardon the offenses of others. Now, notice that it is a readiness Not something that is eventually dragged out of you, but something that is there and ready to be used in the moment. You know, it is letting offenses go even when the other person doesn't ask for forgiveness. And it is not holding on to any grudges or any thoughts of retaliation. Now, notice that we are to forgive one another because God forgave you. Now, if God can forgive us when we are full of sin and enemies against him, we should be able to show anyone forgiveness regardless of what they have done or how we have been hurt. I've said this before, but let me say it again. I am not for a moment suggesting that this is something super easy to do. You may find it very difficult. You may even find in the course of starting to apply these things that you have some unconfessed resentment or even bitterness towards another person. Now, let's start there. How do we know if we have bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, or malice in our life? How do we know if it's in our hearts? Well, we begin by praying about it. Ask God to reveal to you today if you have any of these sins in your life or if you have a tendency to think any of these ways. Let him show you what you need to confess and then confess them and let them go. And when those things start coming to your mind again and when the temptation to follow these ideas come back, push them back and pray for strength from God to fight them back and keep them away. Now, the text today identifies that it is very important to remove these things from our lives and to forgive. We should forgive because Jesus forgave us. Now, you need to forgive others. And the Bible stresses the need and importance to forgive and not to limit our forgiveness. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew chapter 18, verse 22, to not limit the number of times that you forgive. Now, Jesus also gives us a warning for those who refuse to forgive in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 14. He says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, 
your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, do you know that this one spot is what I have found a great many people decide not to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior? All because they cannot bring themselves to forgive someone's small offense, even though Jesus will forgive their enormous offense. And for gospel believers, this is also a hard spot because it is in our natural sin nature that we want retribution for being offended or for being sinned against. You know, Jesus never demanded retribution or vengeance on those who sinned against him while he was on the earth. And he is teaching us through the example of his life to let go of these things and instead to love as he loved, to let go as he let go, and to forgive as he forgave. Let me pray for you today. Lord and Heavenly Father, I pray for the listeners today. I pray, Lord, that you would reveal to them any old sins or conflict that is within them, Lord. Any of this bitterness or wrath or anger or clamor or evil speaking or malice. Lord, I pray that you would reveal it to their mind and help them to let go of these things. Lord, let them be done with them. And as they let go of them, Lord, help them to be able to fight them back when the temptation comes again to get back into these things. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to be kind, to be tenderhearted, and to forgive each other just as you have forgiven us. Lord, I pray that we would be imitators of you and walk in your love and by your example. I pray that you would guide the listeners today as they meditate on this passage and help to start putting the right things in place. Help them as they get rid of the bad things and put on the right things, the good things. And I pray, Lord, that you would help them today, encourage them, strengthen them. I pray that you would give them your strength and your mercies and your grace as they fight their trials today. In your name, I pray these things. Amen. Well, don't miss the next episode of Moments in Truth as we are studying the Love One Another passages. We are looking at being of one mind, being single-minded. That doesn't mean everybody thinking the exact same thing. It means something a little bit different. Well, tune in to find out what that means exactly. And thank you for listening to Moments in Truth with GT Stikes. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's podcast. We would love for more people to hear the truth of God's word. And you can help us reach more people by sharing, following, and subscribing to this podcast. Please be sure to check today's show notes for links to any additional resources, encouragements, and how you can help with this ministry. Thank you.